Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm also just so jealous of anyone that gets to have sex this early on the show because this is something I've talked about before, but just that whole environment just makes you super horny. (laughs) And... And so I'm just really glad that Claire got to do that. And you can only imagine, I mean, how like extra horny they must have been because they've already been going through quarantine for so long at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good good for them. Good. It must have been amazing sex. (laughs) Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Well, Claire, at least we got to witness one peaceful transfer of power in this nation last night. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not the one I hoped for personally, but it's something. I'm not going to discredit that. I mean, last night we took a brief break from watching the votes trickle in in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Arizona and Nevada to watch Claire conclude her bachelorette journey and peacefully pass the scepter to Tasha. And to talk about the big climactic succession episode and obviously election feelings, because that's mostly what we're having this week. (laughs) We're joined by Bachelor alum and commentator, podcaster, and politics buff, Ashley Spivey. Thanks for joining us, Ashley. I feel like this is such an exciting episode to be a part of. It is. I almost wish that it weren't happening the same week as the election so that we could almost be more focused on and excited about what's going on. And instead, I'm checking election results out of the corner of my eye. But we're going to do our best to give it the love it deserves. This is really like for us, like the the uh, in real time uh, expression of what we always say, which is like, women contain multitudes. We can have more than one interest. And like, we are recording while watching CNN. So this is, this is it. This is our Super Bowl on every level. Um, That's also how I was watching the show last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, women are great multitaskers. It's, yeah. listen, it's all paying off now. Um, so so let's dive in. We start with the guys um, from the group date 
getting pretty pissed at Claire um, because they didn't get a group date rose, as we remember vaguely from back in pre-election night land. She awarded herself the group date rose after a bunch of the guys took shots at Dale during the comedy roast date. Um, and she, they're saying, you know, we feel like we gave her everything she asked for. And she's saying, oh, I didn't get enough time with you. She's just too wrapped up in Dale. Um, and then cut Claire to Claire journaling. journaling. <laughs> she's in love with Dale. And as, as she finishes journaling, there's a knock on the door and daddy Chris Harrison is there. And he's like, girl. We need to talk, which is not like as a woman, like though, or maybe just like as a human, like those words, like I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be broken up with. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is trying to break up with Claire in this, in this episode. Um, and he sits her down and is like, the guys are unhappy. They're confused. They're smart guys. They're good guys. They know what's up. The path we're on right now. We can't continue. And Claire's like, it's hard. I really respect the process. They're amazing guys here. But, like, I'm totally in love with Dale. (laughs) And this is where she admits that she looked at his social media during quarantine and was like, I could see myself with him. I liked his interests. I liked that he posted something about his late mother on Mother's Day. I related to that. His sister's in a care facility. So is her mom. She really thought he had potential based on his his Instagram and and then she just really felt it. Um what did you guys think about how this is unfolding at this point? Well, I just want to say one thing about them showing the guys and they were kind of I guess not bad mouthing Claire, but just being like she's not giving us enough time. She's spending all of her time with Dale. That happens after every date. Like and for some reason, there's going to be something for the girls or the guys to gripe about. Like, you never get enough time with the lead. So that isn't something that's just happening on Claire's season. People bad-mouthing the lead and feeling like they're not getting enough time because either the lead is spending too much time with the person that we all know is going to win or something gets messed up on the date. This is this is not just happening on Claire's season. We're just seeing it more yeah, with Claire. That's a good point. Sometimes you would get hints of that. I remember hearing about this on Ben Higgins season that people were like, oh, it's a joke. He's obviously gonna pick Lauren. Like he's not paying attention to us. But we didn't really see that. It wasn't edited to show that or to show much or any of the complaints. Um, and clearly it's very easy for them to just make a few different editing choices uh, this season. Um, I will say, though, that I I did love hearing Claire acknowledge that she had looked at all of the men's social media, which, like, are you a psycho? Of course you would look. Like, you have months in quarantine. All these people have been announced. Like, of course you would stalk them on Instagram, and it's not surprising that you might get, like, a sense of who you might have something in common with from that Instagram. Like, of course, yes, we know. Social media is highly edited. But, like, there's not really anything different between that and when you're, like, swiping on a dating app and you get a sense of someone's vibe, like, from their photos or what they choose 
to put out there and the way that they like use their words on social media like these this is the way we date now so I found it actually refreshing to hear her like talk about that yeah and Chris asks her at this point if she talked to Dale or messaged him at all before the show and she says not one bit I swear on my father's grave I swear absolutely not and what I think is a little interesting here is that we get a lot of sour grapes from Blake Moynes later in the episode about how unfair this is and and yet if he had, you know, ended up with Claire, then that wouldn't be true because he did break the rules and reach out to her. And Claire was very chill about that. Um, She was like, this isn't really about rules. This is about, you know, us being showing up for each other and finding love. Um, When it happens with Dale, you know, there's there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of, oh, she shouldn't have even looked like it's, it's not an even playing field. It's not fair that's not how love works. Like it's, it's just ridiculous to see it being discussed in this way as if like it, it's fair to all of these men only if she like is equally attracted to them all at the beginning. Like it's, it's just shows a sort of delusion, the delusion that the show fosters about how attraction and love work. Um, I would even say that it is an even playing field because on any season, all of the contestants have had the time to research who the lead is. Mm -hmm. And in this case, Mm -hmm. finally, the lead got to research the other people's social media. And (laughs) it's just funny because this is this is something I had actually mentioned before and like maybe what this show could do better Um, in like letting the lead see the contestants social media like to weed out people maybe that were um just not going to be compatible maybe with political beliefs or something like that um but now we see the problem with it because <laughs> you really can focus in on one person yeah yeah and i guess that's why they try to avoid it uh in general <laughs> but yeah. Um, but it's true. And, and you know, she did, it seems, look at all of their social media where possible. Like, she she didn't say, like, oh, I just found Dale and zeroed no. in on him. It seems like she was lonely and quarantined. She was looking at all of them. If you'd made a better Instagram, guys, like, maybe you would be married to Claire right now. <laughs> um, exactly. Something to think about. <laughs> um, and so Chris asks what Claire wants to do. And she's like, well, I don't want to disrespect the guys or waste their time. But what I want is to spend a lot of time with Dale to tell him how I feel to see if he's feeling the same way. And Chris asks if it's over in her mind. And she says, yes. And this is when Chris says, congratulations, you've just blown up the bachelorette. Iconic. Um, so it's, Boom. I mean, what's interesting is that Claire is very clear very early on. And so is Chris that the show is over. But they don't tell the guys that yet. Because they um, want them to be, like, in as anxious and pissed off a state as possible. Like, that is very clear. They've now left these dudes for, like, 48 hours with zero information. Yeah. Which is torturous. Yeah. Like, they, they've made the decision to to wait and, and waste, waste, quote unquote, a little more of these guys' time, even though Claire ha- is saying, now, I'm done. Um. And so that's what they, I mean, it's really like the Bachelor's version of just like, I'm going to ask my crush at work if she's into things before I tell my wife I want a divorce. (laughs) Just like testing (laughs) it out. Um, And day of the cocktail party arrives, or maybe this is it. Um, 
and the guys are planning to ask Claire some tough questions. Zach is like, listen, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a quitter. I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to leave it all on the field. Zach said a lot of things this episode that I was just like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, unclear. I think a lot of them have these like lines and they're just throwing them out where they can. Uh, But Chris Harrison comes in. He's like, guys, the cocktail party is canceled. Um, also, the rose ceremony is canceled. Uh, continue to sit here for another 24 hours. Dale, <laughs> can I pull you? These men are, like, losing it at this point. They're like, why are they talking to Dale? Dale's not even trustworthy. Claire's not going to end up with Dale. Dale's not good. Blake is certainly losing it. He's like, no, no, no. I'm the one. Dale's not the one. It's like, my guy. She doesn't like you that much. Yeah. He was like, I was the one with the early social media advantage. Like, it can't be Dale who has that. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I thought it was interesting that they all seemed to understand that Dale was with Claire um, instead of saying, like, oh, is he getting kicked off the show? Did they find out that he, like, murdered someone or whatever happened to happens to guys sometimes who get pulled on the show filming um i just want to clarify that's never happened but who knows one day um yeah they all seem to know that she was with dale and chris informs dale like claire wants to spend some time with you so that's happening and they really pulled out all of the fashion stops for claire in this episode like clearly there were some gowns being saved And they were like, we got to cram them all in because this is it. And like, damn. She looks so good this whole episode. Yeah, I'm sad that we don't get more time to see all of her gowns. I know. I know. I I love her fashion. She she does. She's always talking about how like she's been through it. She knows what she wants in a man. She also is really, really figured out her look. And that's something that I love about Claire. Um, She's in like a red sequined full-length gown gorgeous for her casual dinner in the courtyard with Dale um what did you guys think of this dinner I I loved the content of what they were talking about and I don't know if y'all felt this way because I mentioned it to some other people and they didn't see my side of it but I felt like they were really making her almost look creepy while she was listening to him Like, with her facial expressions and stuff like that, you could tell that they were showing her not in the moment of them talking. They were taking moments of her listening or making these exaggerated facial expressions. And almost it was taking me out of the moment of this beautiful conversation that they were having. You know what? I, like, didn't really notice that because I think I was a little distracted with, like, election (laughs) stuff. But I totally believe that. And I do feel overall that, like, and it's been frustrating to me that I feel like in an effort to make way for for Tasha coming in, they really have done the most to make Claire look like a little nuts. Um, and I think that that sucks because these are two people who are genuinely connecting. Like, you know, do we know what the future holds for them? No, but... They were talking about, like, real stuff that had actually impacted them, real loss, um, and and that goes a long way, and I feel like, I don't know, I wanted to kind of enjoy the fact that we were getting these these more substantive conversations. They weren't just talking about, like, 
how they need to open up and they just, you know, I don't know, just these lines that we so often hear on this show. It felt like that breaking of form was was really nice and refreshing. Um, and I, you know, I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, I have to admit, I often miss visual things on the show because my face is buried in my nine-page-long Google Doc <laughs> of notes. Um, but I noticed that a little bit with Dale, too, that I felt like they were inserting listening pauses that didn't feel like the real rhythm of the conversation to make it seem like he didn't know how to respond. Oh, like, yeah, I noticed that, too. Yeah, so I totally believe they are doing that with Claire, too. I mean, the one... Th- so they talk about, you know... She tells him how strongly she's been feeling for him and how she just thinks about him all the time and thought about him on the group date. And he just is the person who has the qualities of her dad that she's been looking for in a guy. And it was very sweet. And he says, you know, that means a lot. Like, tell me more about your parents. They're named James and Lily, guys. Like, that threw me for a loop. This is very Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, very Harry Potter. And they met one time, I guess. And then he was so sure that he hitchhiked to her house to propose to her. And they got married three months later. Um, this is the one moment in the episode that gave me pause. Is when Dale is like, that's so funny. My dad and mom have the same story. He's like, oh, yeah. They met and they lived an hour apart, so he hitchhiked to see her. And I was like, okay, a lot of hitchhiking. I know there was a lot more hitchhiking back in, like, the 70s and 80s before Stranger Danger was a huge thing. However, that seems like that's – it's very perfect. I was like, (laughs) is Dale, like – is Dale, like, reflecting things back to her a little bit too assiduously? Or are they just that similar? What do you guys think? They really might just be that similar. Maybe I'm a sucker. I just need a beautiful love story. I want to lean into it. I like them. I like, I'm here for the corniness. I look, there's been a lot of fucked up stress and terrible shit this year. And like, I was just like, you know what? These are two adults who are really into each other. And maybe they have this like, these like a lot of overlapping qualities. And I'm just going to choose to believe that all of this is true because I I need a little, like, warmth in my heart. Um, I was also – I was watching with um, with my boyfriend who, like, hates the show and doesn't <laughs> – really doesn't watch regularly. And he was like, yeah, of course. Like, this is working because they're two adults who have been through emotional trauma and they're bonding over it. Like, they're just adults who are having a conversation and have a lot in common. And I was like, you know what? That's true. We're just sort of watching like the beginnings of a really kismet adult relationship between two people who really want long-term commitment. And so they're making choices to get there and they know what they want and they know what they need. I'm such a pessimistic realist too, like when it comes to love that I feel like any other season I would have been like, okay, that's bullshit. But maybe it's just all the events of this week, yeah. <laughs> the past couple of months and years, where I was just like, wow, that's so beautiful. I was like crying. <laughs> maybe we just need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we needed this love story. And almost, that's why I think I'm just so mad that I was being taken out of it by focusing on all the 
the ways they were showing their faces out of uh, out of step with like what they were actually saying because it it just makes me so angry that production felt like they had to portray it this way yeah yeah absolutely i mean d- despite that and cuz i did often feel like oh it's weird that he's pausing here or you know that she's making that you know reaction at this moment despite that there is something that feels very genuine about their connection and even if it's too early for it to be proposal level love which maybe it is they clearly just like are super hot for each other they love talking to each other like those are really nice things to see people discover and it's you know it comes off the screen I think it it's genuine on both sides and Dale I do think is trying to he doesn't understand that the format's been blown up and it's really early so you know she's saying I feel so much for you and he's like yeah like you know I'm going through this journey I'm falling for you and she's like I'm in love with you we're in love and he's like oh yeah sure (laughs) that's what we're doing (laughs) like okay I also think it's telling. I watched a little bit of their Instagram live last night, which first of all was delightful. But Claire was saying like Dale had never seen the show before. So he really like wasn't even familiar with a lot of the conventions of the show. So I think like that also explains a little bit of his like, oh, is it what this is what we're doing now? Oh, he's like, it was sort of my understanding that it went differently than this. But like, sure. I um, did y'all really pick up on how kind of uncomfortable Dale seemed to be in front of the camera, which was something I did not think was going to be true for him because I thought, oh, you know, he's done some modeling before. Um, it, this just seems like a guy that's going to be comfortable in front of the camera. And it really did not seem that way. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, he seems sort of aware of it in a way that is kind of a barrier to being totally in the moment. Um, Which I do, I think maybe like he's been rocketed into this role that's almost like a lead very quickly um, rather than having some sort of opportunity. Like, you know, if once you're a lead, you're used to the cameras, presumably. But he has just been dropped into this. He's not used to being on reality TV he does seem to be sort of like, oh, yeah, we're being filmed right He's now. Like, What's like, there's happening? a camera over there. Um, yeah, no, when you see the videos of them hanging out in the, in the end credits, like the iPhone videos, I feel like you feel their chemistry even much that much more. Like, oh, I agree. Like, he seems much so comfortable comparatively. Yeah, I think that's where, it, I, where I saw the, yeah, became aware that he wasn't totally natural on camera um and so then you know they they go for it they go for (laughs) it like claire's like you know i couldn't sit through another rose ceremony without like being like i'm in love with you and dale's like yeah it's right here it's right here in front of our face and she says dale what is happening and he says life love just go with it He's about to get that printed on some sort of like quote poster that (laughs) will go in their new home it's And they go um, to a private concert being played by Chris and Brie. Guys, I love them. They're so lovely. I do too. Um, Yeah. 
and they're playing their original single, Found You. Um, and Claire, I have to note, is so blissed out. She looks like she's rolling. I was like, did they give Claire something? No, it's pure uncut <laughs> love. She's so happy. Yeah, that. well, that's the beauty of MDMA, Claire, is that it <laughs> creates that sort of feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more on Claire's final episode as Bachelorette. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. (laughs) So important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. 
I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, 
looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to the show. Uh, we we cut to the morning and like you can this is just full morning after some very good sex like that is what I saw in this shot like they are in bed together very connected and they're just like reflecting on how they told each other they're in love with each other and Dale's like that was that was crazy right like but I did that I did that yeah, um, I love that he was like, I told you I was falling in love with you last night. Did you ever expect to hear that? And she's like, yeah, that's why I invited you to dinner. <laughs> like, do you understand <laughs> what that was? And he's like, no, I, I don't understand this show. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm also just so jealous of anyone that gets to have sex this early on the show because this is something I've talked about before, but just that whole environment just makes you super horny. <laughs> and I just really, like, we would talk about it sometimes where we're just like, is that producer hot? Or are we just, like, so crazed and horny that it makes us want to have sex with, like, anybody? And oh so I'm just really glad that Claire got to do that. And you can only imagine, I mean, how, like, extra horny they must have been because they've already been going through quarantine for so long at this point. Yeah, so, oh, my God. Good, like, good for them. Good it for must have been Cla- amazing sex. I bet it was fantastic. <laughs> also, I mean, it just clearly like- was because she yeah. sat down with Chris later and was like, oh, yeah, when the, when the cameras went away and left us alone, he was even better than I expected. <laughs> like Both we can't emotionally hear and otherwise. Yeah. Um, so they talk about what to do next. And she's like, I don't, you know, I guess you can go back to the house. Like, I don't want to play down how I'm feeling. And, you know, it's not like we planned this. And Dale's like, yeah, we didn't talk before. And Claire says they should take a lie detector test because no one believes them. And I'm like, the more you talk about it, the the less I believe you, even though I believe you, because when you're defensive about something, it just makes it seem like you're lying. Um, but they're like, no, we didn't talk before. Um, and so they kind of part being like, we're just going to do our best to navigate this process and not withhold how we feel about each other. Um, then- Dale's like, there's still a lot of time to nurture this love that is growing between us and it's like Dale no there is not then Chris knocks on Clara's door and he's like now that you have sullied yourself with sexual activity it is now time for me to broker the marriage deal it is truly when a woman has sex early on The Bachelor um, it's like we have to break the formula to show that you're being like something's being taken away from you when a man has sex early on the show it's like can you work in a, a denunciation of the woman you had sex with somewhere <laughs> into the rest of your season at some point no big deal but just be like hey girl that was slutty of you yeah chris is like look claire will not be a fallen woman Ugh. no <laughs> so I- this is was so wild. I mean, is there a p- 
part of y'all that just wishes they would have let them just, like, ride off into the sunset together yes. and not have this kind of forced proposal? Yes. Like, why did so that weird. have to happen? Why does the no show reason. even want to, like, spend the extra money on an extra Neil Lane proposal? <laughs> it was so weird. Like, it starts out sort of nice. Like, Chris is like, oh, what happened? Oh, you said you love each other. That's so nice. Congrats. We're so happy for you. Next step, of course, is the proposal. And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I want to be engaged. But, like, when? he just and Chris says, tells them. Tonight. Tonight, you're going to be an engaged woman very soon. It almost feels like a threat. Like, he's like, it's coming. You can't you can't stave it off or run away. Um, and, you know, at this point, Claire has to break up with the rest of the guys. I mean, what did... The vibe was just so weird. Like, I can't get over the, the way that the mood shifted when Chris was like, you have to get engaged tonight. It was like he was sentencing her to something. Yeah, I was, like, so high on love. I was like, this is the best. I love everything about this. I love Claire. I love Dale. I love love. Like, this is what I needed. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why is Chris Harrison involved? And why is he informing her and Dale that they, they now must be engaged? It was, like, it was just such a weird thing and such, like, this so reflective of the the retrograde kind of core of this show that it's like well no it's not successful unless we like can lock you into a you know the false uh certainty of a heterosexual legal marriage like it was just fucking weird and unnecessary how can we give this fully adult mature 39 year old woman finding love how can we turn that into like basically a shotgun wedding like <laughs> i don't understand why the, but to, to add on to add manufactured drama of course well in addition to that i mean not only have they just given her the dirtiest edit ever but also forcing this proposal only kind of adds on to the hate and having people not yep. believe in their relationship where as if they would have just let them like, hey, it's great. Y'all found love. Like, take the time to get to know each other. Let's revisit this, like, at the Mintel Hall or something like that. Right. But God forbid they actually give them the chance to get to know each other. Instead, they have to make this look like a cheap relationship. And this is just where the show shoots himself in the foot every time. <laughs> Yep, just exactly. Let it let it happen. Don't force these proposals. It's so frustrating. Yeah, and especially like with Claire in this position, it it cr- it creates the narrative that we very quickly see among the men that Claire is expecting a proposal. Right, she's the, she's waiting. crazy. She's very crazy and just has lost her mind and now like needs this thing from Dale when like everything that we have seen is extremely mutual. And also, I think we like it's very easy to lose sight of the fact that Chris Harrison is the one that informed both Claire and Dale that they would be getting engaged. This is not yeah. a choice that either of them like really made to initiate this. And yeah. we even see Claire like freaking out to a producer because she's worried that pushing this will, you know, blow up this new relationship of hers. Like it's just I don't know. They did Claire kind of dirty and I hate it, especially given that she is 39 and like 
has so much agency over her whole life and it's like they almost allowed her to show that agency and then they took it away and I that made me mad yeah absolutely the the way that she sort of crumbles knowing that Dale is being pressured in this way to propose to her so early was really sad to me like they they really undercut her um and she does have to go break up with all the guys she's putting in the work um and she gets in front of the guys and is like I wanted to come talk to you about what's going on um you're all amazing when I came I was just so ready to find the love of my life and I think I found it and it's with Dale and I know you all have so much to offer but I know what I want and I'm going for it and I don't want to lead any of you on I respect you and um everything I shared with you guys was real uh, in those moments and what I have now with Dale I want for all of you really sincerely want that for all of you and first we hear from some guys who are unhappy uh Jay is like okay well I'm really bummed I didn't get more time it's like Jay you were never going to be engaged right like some of the ones that keep protesting I'm like Kenny 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 is so bitter I'm like Kenny you this was a gift to you you would have been, like, edited out and going home, like, tonight. You got, like, extra time on this show because of this. Like, who even are you? Yeah, It's always interesting when guys realize on this show that they are not going to get extra time, they get ugly really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, and, like, and, they and always say awful directed. things. Yeah. Yeah, it's never like, oh, God, he hates me, or she, she hates me, I'm hideous. It's like, that <laughs> bitch <laughs> didn't give me enough attention. Um, so Kenny is like, did you talk to Dale before you came on the show? And she says, absolutely not, 100% no. And he's like, well, I think you should apologize to the group. And Claire I mean, says, what for? I'm not going to apologize for love. And he's like, well, you wasted our time. I could tell you weren't really present when we talked You just fell in love night one. You should have told us then. And Claire says, I apologize if I wasted any of your time or led you on, but I'm not going to apologize for love. And there's this sort of weighted pause. And then Jason says, as you shouldn't. And I was like, oh, Jason, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Some of these dudes responded really well, like in that moment, at least. Like, you know, Ivan is like, look, I respect your courage in doing that. Ben, I thought was really good about it he's like you know one of the things that attracted me to you and why I came here is that you are a bold woman and you go after what you want and like I wish you well and I thought that I was I was relieved that it didn't go too far at least in that moment towards like the Kennys and and the bitterness um and I think a lot of the dudes like do also recognize that she hasn't wasted that much of their time and also like it's only been a, a few weeks and again like the game of this entire show is literally one person pretending to like a bunch of people they don't care about until they can like get rid of them like that's just that's just the nature of the game so right. they're like she's actually being more honest <laughs> there are contradictory complaints here which i understand because they're all just like frustrated they thought things would go differently and look and the I frustration is real like i would be annoyed as fuck and probably very petty if someone just like left me sitting there with no information for 48 totally. hours 
Would we really be mad, though, if during the middle of a pandemic, we got to go hang out in Palm Springs around the pool? (laughs) No, I think I think that was bullshit. Like your time. This was like this was the other thing that my my boyfriend was saying last night. He was like, what? They have like the best deal ever. They're like. They have nothing else to do. They can't even go to work right now. They're like, like, yeah, I've like, given up. I've given up so much more than usual to be here because of the pandemic. And I'm like, oh yeah, you left all the nothing that was going on in your life, like, and you get to be around other song. humans without a mask. Like, sounds awesome. And after this, you get to make money on social media. Like, shut up. I just like I couldn't like feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah, no, no like I. Honestly, I I felt bad for mostly for the guys that I think really did like Claire and thought like that they Jason. had a chance and that that doesn't feel good like I get that and and for guys who thought that they knew how this was going to go and that they were going to get some more time on camera or, and now that's maybe slipping away it feels frustrating they're like she's not playing by the rules that I expected however we hear some pretty contradictory complaints one is you knew night one so you should have quit night one and how could you know now already you should still be giving the rest of us a chance? <laughs> and both of those things can't be true. But I feel like all things considered, she did her best to toe the line between getting as much information about Dale as possible and not wasting any of their time. I agree. And not, a, not a perfect situation, I guess. But she and Dale seem very happy. And I'm happy for them. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, I got Jason's disappointment, you know, I think I just want to give him a big hug. I need, I want him to, like, have more friendships with people he can open up to. I want him to get, like, some really good therapy. I want him to find love. I want all these things for him. His disappointment seemed understandable. Blake's disappointment was also understandable, but, like, the way he expressed it was really annoying. Like, I bought a book on Alzheimer's. Look what I did. How did I invest so much and get nothing in return? Like, okay, Yeah, which is not true in the sense that, like, she pulled him aside specifically night one and was like, thank you for reaching out to me. You, like, broke the rules in a way that made me feel really valued and I value you. She, again, like, when he came back on the group date for more time was like, thank you for doing, you know, she gave him like special attention in response to things that he did to show up for her. She just didn't like fall in love with him. And he (laughs) seems to think that that is the only real return on the investment. Like she could be very kind to him. She can be responsive. But if she doesn't choose him after he bought a book on Alzheimer's then he hasn't gotten anything in return for his investment which like please guys do not talk about investing in women it's gross very gross (laughs) women are not bitcoin (laughs) they're not (laughs) thank god um and Claire is really upset you know about what she's you know putting some of these guys through um but I think it was the right decision to be honest and I agree I think Blake will be fine. Um, Chris is FaceTiming Neil Lane to say he needs a drink today. It's an emergency. It's happening now, <laughs> sir. Get me the ring. As many halos as possible. Um, and I was surprised they didn't have Neil in the bubble. I guess Neil probably has somewhere better to be. One of the few people who has somewhere better to be than in the resort bubble. Um 
He was and... definitely just quarantining at a nicer resort. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now it's time for Dale to hear about what's going on. So Chris knocks on his door. Dale's in there being like, I love Claire. Claire loves me. There's going to be no stress or pressure, which is great as we continue exploring our relationship. And Chris bursts in and is like, let me just fill you in real quick. Claire broke up with the other guys. This is the end. You have to propose to Claire. She's, I'm sorry, Claire is waiting for a proposal. So fucked up. That that was like the meanest part, actually, that he told Dale that Claire was waiting for the proposal. Like it was Claire's decision. Right. It was not Claire's decision. I mean, I just want to know what kind of conversations both of them were having with producers. Like, was a producer like, look, Dale, this is just a free ring. <laughs> That's all it means. I, f- <laughs> I feel like they really pressured them in saying that if y'all leave this way the public is not going to handle it well. Yeah. But if you do this proposal, you know, people are are going to be nicer to you and kind of just insinuating that they would give them a bad edit, which, I mean, they did no matter what, but still. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm sure they did that. That makes a lot of sense because I think that Dale, in his mind, was like, we're just going to nurture our little love bean slowly and gently. And Claire was like, whatever that's for the future and then suddenly they were both like all right let's get engaged so clearly production (laughs) laid some real pressure on i don't think production you know was right i mean i don't think they care about whether they were right they just wanted the result but like i i don't think people are going to be more sympathetic to them because they got engaged as we (laughs) discussed so um but they did it uh uh they they get claire in her white dress uh, Chris has to reassure her that Dale is not going to abandon her because of the huge expectation being placed on him by Chris Harrison. And they have an evening proposal set up. Um, Claire looks gorgeous. As as usual. As usual. But like, the, this gown was really beautiful. I I feel like they tried to play up this idea that, like, Maybe Dale's not going to show, but like... Oh, you feel like they did? I feel like they did. But when it was Chris just... shows up and is like, Claire, there's something I need... I know you're waiting for Dale, but there's something I need to tell you. I just want to say I'm no. so proud of you. I'm like, okay, fuck buddy. you, dude. Fuck you, Chris Harrison. <laughs> she doesn't care. Uh, but I... I you, actually you know, did get very worried. <laughs> yeah. It no, worked on too. you. She's been on one date with Dale. Of course there is a worry that he's not going to propose to her. Like, they're... Because it's insane. The whole thing's insane and contrived. But it's... I thought it was funny just that, like, I feel like the editors had to work pretty hard to, like, play up that tension. Because, like, once Dale's there, it's like, there actually was no tension. And he doesn't seem, like, upset. Like, they're just sort of both like, okay, we're going to roll with this. Let's do yeah. it. He's a little bit like, like you said earlier, Ashley, it's, has a little bit of like a vibe of like, I kind of can't believe that I'm here being filmed proposing to this person. <laughs> but aside from that, he seems pretty chill about it. I love when he kind of like kneels down. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm doing it. Um, it's happening. I'm about to do it. <laughs> He um, he is very much like a narrator of everything that he's going to do. And those people always crack me up. 
And I think it, I liked that moment so much. So, I mean, Claire gives the speech about how much he's like her father and how like the spark that she felt from the beginning. And he's like, oh, you know, you believe in us and like, so do I, and I want to protect you and blah, blah, blah. He gets down on his knee and the when he says like, he's like, I'm going to do it. And she's like, you're doing it. I was like, oh, they're having a little inside joke right now about how weird this is. And that was, like, the best part of the proposal, I thought. It was sweet. Like, these are just two, again, these are just two people that really like each other. And, like, even Chris Harrison's retrograde fuckery cannot take the joy of this away from us. Um, And they're engaged. And Claire's like, Claire Moss. And I was like, all right, that's your decision, Claire. Uh, Um, I was like, I'm like, I guess, I guess I respect that. <laughs> um, I don't you think too though, I mean, as as quickly as this proposal happened, I'm almost jealous of anyone that gets to be engaged during this time because this is the most you're ever gonna like someone. <laughs> when you get engaged after four years, you've already kind of like know what you're getting into. <laughs> And you're going to have some doubts. But, like, you are just really obsessed with the person after, like, whatever this is, two weeks, three weeks, a month. And so it just must feel so nice to just be, like, completely oblivious to all the ways you're, like, not going to like each other soon. (laughs) So real. That's so real. Also, like, I did they just get to kind of chill at the resort? in their own little love nest together afterwards until filming I'm sure because that's what it seems like I was like this is the best deal ever like yeah it's not a resort some sort of some sort of because there there's a little video at the credits that they say it's just a few days after and they're like at some sort of house so they're probably either very nearby or like still at the resort I was like this is this rules yeah she's making salad he's like goofing around it's very cute so back to the rest of the guys so they still don't really know what's happening um except that claire has broken up with them they're packing up they're hanging out by the pool looking bummed zach is like there's unfinished business here there's more love to give and more love to be received like, okay zach what are you okay. i was like what does that mean um does it mean that you didn't get to make out enough while you were in the quarantine bubble. Fair. Okay. But he's like, yeah, my heart breaks for guys like Chasen, Blake, Jason. Like, this really sucks. And I'm like, she couldn't marry all of them. That was never going to happen. I don't know what you think was going to happen that was different. Um, but then Chris shows up and is like, listen, Dale and Claire are engaged. Get over it. Move on. <laughs> As quickly as possible, because if you get dressed up and you come to the party tonight, there's going to be a special treat for you if you're ready to move on from Claire. Everyone seems very ready. <laughs> Jason and Blake are the only ones who are even like a little bit unsure of whether they're ready to move on. I just love, too, that they thought it was going to be kind of like Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> After she left. They're like, maybe we get like 20 women. <laughs> all for us. <laughs> maybe we're each a new bachelor now. Yeah. Um, I mean, fair enough. It's never happened before. They have no idea what's going to go down. But uh, 
they and and it is weird in a way it's weird to bring in a new bachelorette when the pool has already been narrowed down by another woman to the men she would want to date um it's a weird situation but uh but that's that's what's gonna happen um Jason is like, Chris, how much time do I have? Because, like, I really opened up to Claire. And, like, if I have 36 hours, that might be enough to get over (laughs) her. 18, definitely not. And, you know, I do get that Jason is struggling. He really connected with Claire. and, And I think that Jason and Blake are probably both having that experience, too, of, like, they felt pretty confident they were going to be, like, top six. Like, they were like, I really connected with her. I was a standout. Dale was the front runner, but like clearly I was going to make it to the end. And that means potential bachelor. It means more like prominence in the community. And not to say that they're not genuinely upset that she's not on the table anymore, as it were. But but I do think that they were the two guys who felt the most confident that they were going to be at the head of the pack. Um, Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and so they all they, show up though. They're all like, they all "I'm not going to give up this time on television." Who are we kidding? And honestly, like they shouldn't. Yeah, Blake is like, "I want to move past the Claire situation and find someone who like sparks something that makes me forget," which sounds incredibly healthy. And I hope he and Tasha are engaged now. <laughs> and Jason comes in last, <laughs> but he does come. <laughs> At this point, the guys knew that Matt James was going to be The Bachelor, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. So they didn't even think that they could be The Bachelor. I mean, yes and no, but because but you can, you're, once, you, once you're prominent, I feel like there's always a chance that they'll go back to you that's at true. this point. That's so true. Um, who knows? Paradise, you know, there are things to, to hope for. But uh, they all show up. Chris Harrison comes in. He's like, I'm glad you all chose to continue. The new bachelorette is on her way. She's ready for love. She's smart. She's independent, stunningly beautiful, kind and charismatic. She's everything that Claire is looking for in a husband. And she could possibly be your next wife. (laughs) Possibly first wife. (laughs) And it's Tasha, as we all know. (laughs) No surprise to us. Um, but we don't actually see the guys meet her. Like she comes out of the SUV. She chats oh my with God. Chris. She looks like a literal gold sequined statuette. Like I, I was just like stunned by her beauty. I'm like these men are nothing compared to these women. Like <laughs> count your lucky stars, sirs. It's really incredible that Zach is back in his in the moment being like, I'm nervous. Someone could walk in that I'm not attracted to. Physical attraction is a big thing to me. And I was like, wow, say more on that, Zach. Like, (laughs) any basically any woman from Bachelor Nation who could walk on the show would be, like, hotter than you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, the pool of women is all, like, the hottest women that have been on reality TV. Like, what are you talking about? And also, like, oh, uh, a man thinks physical attraction is important to you, to him. I'm shocked. Like, I say, <laughs> say more. Like, go on. I want to understand the nuances of this point. Uh, we end on a cliffhanger, right? As which I knew they were going to do. Right as Tasha is like opening the door to reveal herself in all of her glory to the remaining sixteen suitors, and frankly, I cannot wait. 
for the rest yeah, of the season. I'm, I'm nervous, guys. Like as this as she came out and talked to Chris, you know, about how some of the, the guys like, will they accept a switch over from Claire? And she's like, I'm totally willing to have that conversation with them if they're not into it. But like, yeah, I'm optimistic. And then we see the previews of some of the guys being like, I don't know about Tasha. You know, this is what the show does. They want to sow these bits of doubt and maybe it won't be that dramatic, but there is just something that makes me so uncomfortable about like bringing in a, a black woman to date the leftover dudes and then having them be like, she's not good enough for us. And I, I really know. hope that's not what happens. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm always so concerned. It's like this show, we have these two women who I think are like both pretty incredible choices and I'm very enthusiastic about both of them. And yet, of course, the show has to do its thing and like make the woman who's over 35 look desperate and crazy and then so doubts that like the only the second you know black lead they've ever had might not be desirable enough for these like mediocre men um and not that, that the men are well, all mediocre but like not that sorry not for these mediocre I'm for just, these yeah. men whatever some <laughs> of them seem great some of them seem excellent but like some it of just them seem is very much the bachelor being the bachelor um and I just honestly want the best for both of these women and um I'm you know I'm I'm just I'm trying to hold on to to hope that we that we get some great Tasha stuff but isn't that so much different than last week whenever it seemed like the narrative was this this older bachelorette we have she's crazy but don't worry, because here's a super sexy young bachelorette that's coming in. Yep. And now they've yeah. already flipped that. And just pick a fucking side production. Like, <laughs> why do they always have to do this to women in this franchise? And I already know that they had to be filling Tasha's head with all of this and making oh, yeah. her doubt herself coming in, which is always... The way they play bachelorettes in this franchise. I'm just fucking tired of it. <laughs> oh, it's exhausting. Oh and it's like maybe allow these women that you are choosing who have been through a lot, who have experienced loss, who have been through it, who have faced adversity. Like, let them come in from a place of strength. It's like there's always an effort to flip the narrative so that the woman is made to be extra insecure or made to seem a little extra crazy or made to doubt her own worth and desirability and like that it's just exhausting it's tired it sucks I'm over it and me too I, I'm also like yeah just I'm team Tasha. I'm team Claire like yeah. I don't know and I'm excited to get to know some of these men a little more because yeah some I, of them do seem you know, great some of them seem great some of them less so and we just need to find out more about them um Claire didn't, but I do. I'm a professional in that way. And uh, we have another episode very soon because of this week being rescheduled around the election. And, you know, uh, which Biden is up almost 9,000 votes in Pennsylvania. So maybe yeah, by I'm the so time glad. everyone hears this episode, things will have uh, drastically shifted. I'm so glad that they that they postponed The Bachelorette so that it both the episode and our recap could fall like directly in the most crucial time for paying attention to election returns. 
<laughs> I was really hoping that we'd all get like an alert on our phone while we're recording this. Me <laughs> They're too. Just gonna call oh. it for Biden. <laughs> I know. I was really hoping. Um, Spivey, any any final thoughts, words of wisdom, words of calm on the election? <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of started this whole week just telling people I there's no point in worrying. Like, I feel like we've all done everything we can do. We really, like, made a huge effort. We were all text banking and phone banking and... Um, working the polls or or doing whatever um, to get to this moment. And I, I kind of feel like we're, even though we might get some great news today, maybe not, um, I, I just feel like we're just going to have to be patient <laughs> for a while for democracy to work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was No, that was good, Claire. I, I appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny how the season is mirroring the election as well. Um, but I mean, except I do resent all of the uh, Trump comparisons to Claire. I'm like, me too. absolutely not. Oh yeah, fuck that. <laughs> on on every level. I mean, not only is she obviously there's there's no real comparison, but even in the dynamic. You know, this would be like coming out the night of the election to concede the race. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. even really want to be president anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go start a, my own cable news channel. Yeah, but it, it's it's an interesting mirror, but uh, Claire is not Trump. And, uh, and that's a good thing for Claire. She, I think she came off, despite all the hate, I thought she came off pretty well this episode. And I'm I'm happy for her. That she that she found what she was looking for on this season, and I'm happy for us that we got a fun twist to the formula, and mm-hmm. that we'll have another episode with Tasha next week. Wins all around, and I guess we're going to hear from Claire and Dale maybe more uh, next week. And apparently, they are on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast together today. Like, look, an embarrassment of riches. Good things come to those who wait, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera really trying to lean into little moments of joy um, during our the year of our Lord 2020. So let's We go. deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ashley. No, thank you for having me on. Like, I, it's such an honor to do this episode specifically. So, <laughs> well, we knew we knew you would be the perfect person to have on, and we're so glad we could make it work. So, thank you again. This was a lot of fun, and let's do it again soon and i'm referring to both the election course and and recapping the bachelor so now it's time for feminism fails and uh thanks to mostly our lord chris harrison uh we did have a few yeah i mean there is something a little bit fun about having different kinds of feminism fails from usual (laughs) you know the twist to the formula Um, But there are some old standbys. So I just want to note a moment after Claire and Dale get engaged uh, when Claire says Claire Moss, as if that is going to be her name in the future. That is absolutely Claire's right to do. Um, But, you know, the, the show is always showing us these narratives of very traditional 
heterosexual marriage. And this is one of them that is constantly reinforced on the show that when a woman gets married, she will just take the man's name as the default and she will give up her maiden name as it's called. Um, And even if that's what an individual woman wants to do, I continue to think that it is, you know, anti-feminist to perpetuate the narrative that this is just what should happen to a woman when she falls in love, that she gives up her name and takes on the name of her, of her partner. So I'm going to give that a three. Claire, do you not understand that she's now Dale's property? That's just... She's joined Team Dale, you know, like she's <laughs> she's like his assistant now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but no, I fully agree. Next, we have Chris Harrison going like real weird and fully paternalistic, basically pronouncing that now the next logical step after you've decided you have mutual interest with someone is that you must become an engaged woman. He's like basically... Uh, a marriage broker and also weirdly acting as Claire's father. Like he brokered a deal and there's been, um, there will be a dowry. It is from Neil Lane. <laughs> it just felt like very uh, retro and didn't really sit great with me. Like again, if Claire and Dale want to get engaged, especially within the weird world of this show, great but like why is chris harrison informing them that this will be happening um as though that is like the only thing that could be done we're gonna give that one like a between a three 3.5 maybe a four jury's still out <laughs> i need to rewatch it a few times to be sure i mean it's interesting that you say he's weirdly both the broker of the deal and her father, when that is, of course, traditionally the role that fathers played in marriage, um, which is why it was such a weird vibe. Um, He, you know, was sort of telling her what was going to happen next in her romance. And um, this was the beginning of the show turning into briefly a drama over whether Claire would get a proposal from Dale, whether he would step up to the plate, whether she would be rejected, um, which is just an incredible way to just instantly like suck all of the agency out of Claire's role on the show. Um, And she, you know, doesn't necessarily seem to want that. Um, She seems very concerned that it's going to ruin things with Dale um, to rush a proposal. He clearly seems a little freaked out. And this, the show goes from Claire being the person who is sort of defining her destiny to Claire being told by Chris Harrison that tonight's the night you're going to be an engaged woman or you'll be rejected. And she suddenly has no agency. She's like a child waiting to find out her fate. And I hated that. So I think overall um, we should give this whole vibe a five. I fully agree. And finally, there was this really uncomfortable way that a handful of the men sort of lashed out at Claire for not kind of returning their investment in in her as if like she owed them love in exchange for doing the work like Blake buying a book on Alzheimer's. How grateful should Claire be that he took basic interest in understanding her perspective? 
before they'd even met, before he even knew whether Claire had any interest in him, before he knew whether their like energies would vibe. It was just like this very odd thing where the whole thing of the show is that you go in knowing like there is one person at the center of this and you will stay there as long as they want you there, as long as the producers want you there. Like you are not the most important figure in this situation. Um, and yet there was a very, a very kind of gross, like underlying simmering rage that I I feel like we saw from a few of these guys who um, seemed to have like an outsized reaction to Claire, you know, rejecting them after a couple weeks. So we're going to give that whole vibe also a five. Yeah, the word investment just made all of the hairs all over my body stand up. There's nothing like a man being like, I bought something and she didn't even sleep with me, bro. Um, Really cool to see that on The Bachelorette in 2020. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks so much to our guest, Ashley Spivey, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week to recap the next episode and the beginning of Tasha's journey as Bachelorette. doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie. Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.